People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Now we can start the celebration. Podcast One brings you the Tony Bruno Show. The podcast. Easy to work and you broadcast from room to room. Starring Tony Bruno with Miss Robin. Now, here he is. The godfather of sports radio slash podcast. I hope they'll make a come here and race it again. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Here's Tony Bruno. Tony, Tony Bruno. Ah, uh, well, hello there, kids. Welcome. It is the last podcast of the Chip Kelly era and last podcast of 2015. That was last week. Unbelievable. I can't believe how many people are happy that Chip Kelly's yeah. been fired. It's unanimous. It's like this guy was a pariah. Mm-hmm. And just think that just a little while ago, everybody was so excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, there was like a parade when he arrived. We, we, remember, like the bus gus? Yes. And the gus then bus. Was, or the gus or bus. Gus bus. bus, yeah. Whatever. That's and it still was, stalled out in Jacksonville yeah. when he has a job. Yeah. But at least he's on the way up, and obviously right. Chip Kelly was on the way down. Yeah. Tony right. Bruno here. Miss Robin's here. We've got our New Year's set. I've got my tuck shirt on. Yeah, very I, I didn't bring, Robin didn't pack the button. Could you bring my car up uh, in a couple got, minutes? Yeah, I got the car. Right, I'm, right, gonna, okay. I'm working Palumbo's late night tonight. I'll be working tables <laughs> the over there. Room. In, the, in the CR club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over the CR club. I think Sergio Franchi is appearing in town, <laughs> for those of you old enough to remember that kind of nonsense. All right, here we go. What was that? <laughs> I thought that was some sort of Chip Kelly farewell. I know we had a. I have no clue what we that was. We had a was. moment. I don't know what happened. You were, you were playing whatever taps earlier. I said we can't play taps for Chip Kelly. <laughs> yeah, we can. It was really pretty. Whatever that was. It was. I, I, know, I was waiting it was for like Streisand to come out or something. I don't know what was going. Because we have our first couple ever to appear on this show. Yes. Now we yes. have some other couples in here, but they're not married to each other. No, a couple of one. Any questions on the show, you know? What Where is, is that? that coming from? I don't, I don't know. know. It's dramatic. What is going as Harry Mays would say, what is going on back there? <laughs> Tony, is that you? No, Are you- I'm not touching anything. It's not me. I'm not even plugged in. <laughs> Chip Kelly isn't plugged in either, but no. that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> so we got a fun show tonight. I want to thank everybody for coming on out here to CSE Philly. People are already dropping their painkillers. Yeah. See what happened, Robin? I, I, I used to make the painkillers and I had this big plastic little spigot thing. 
you know, where you can see the contents. Yes. Robert says, oh, I don't want to bring that in because it's bulky, and then we got to wash it out, and I right. wash it out anyway. She says, oh, we bought this cooler at, uh, at Home Depot, mm -hmm. one of those, you know, the Playmate Coleman things mm -hmm. that people right. take on job sites. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know? construction so, sites. But you can't see what's in it, so you see a red cooler, it's a Coleman cooler, and it's mm -hmm. got a spigot, and it's got the thing you pick up and you turn over. Right. So, oh, let's get that and put the painkillers in that. Mm -hmm. Since I've been doing that the last two weeks, people don't even know what it is. They don't know what it is. I put a right sign. By. I put a sign on it, though. Yeah, I but put... you can't see the sign. Did anybody see the sign on the painkillers when they came in here? No. There you go. No, Thank one you. Saw it. Not Thank even Ace you. of Base saw the signs. But. Really? They just Ace of Base would be playing uh, a block of that. We will not be singing tonight, by the way. Although uh, during the setup, big letdown. I'm during sure, the setup, time. I started singing an old school classic from the '90s. Yes, there was a I don't '90s even know club why. music. Uh, it was another. Di I remember we were talking. I was a, a tour. It was like Club yeah. Deco. A tour to you, yeah. and that was a song by. Uh, the Real McCoy. By The Real McCoys, who had like 10 hits in the 90s. Yes. Monster hits. I think they had the only 10 songs in the 90s. And they were like a German group, and the guy couldn't sing. He was just a guy who would say, I tore, and then he'd have right. a black chick. Well, nobody could really sing in the 90s. Singer, yeah, yeah. And she was the singer, right. and he was the, he was the German white dude. Yes, exactly. Who just talked into a microphone. Sounds kinky. But they were great. Remember yeah. all the hits from the, uh, we may have to do a block of. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Again? And Tony, Tony was regaling us with his I fantastic voice. Actually, I want you one up to the stand yes. mic over there. Yeah, oh, uh, really? You really, the guy part. We were very yeah. lucky. I even did the girl part afterwards. Oh, that's good. I was that's so good. into the singing last last week. Right, right. And by the way, the crowd last week was yes. singing with the Stu Nods. Absolutely. Maybe Incredible. the worst group of singers ever sang. <laughs> Seriously, it was embarrassing. Totally embarrassing. <laughs> John, John Clark might have been the worst. Googling verses no. as they went along. Oh, yeah, people were yeah. even Googling it and couldn't sing yeah. it with the Google, with the phone right in front of their faces. Yes, yes. And still not able to do it. And we have a guest coming on here in just a couple minutes who actually sang with me on the radio. Oh, and nice. nailed it a couple of years ago oh, okay. on 97.5. Yes, it's on YouTube. You can actually oh. see Colleen Wolf and I singing with Harry Mays when she came into the studio and sang with us on I remember that with the on the radio. Yes. I was watching. Did you ever, have you watched that, Colleen? We'll ask her when she comes up here. Uh -huh. But Colleen Wolf, all the way from L.A. to be on the show too. tonight. We get guests from all over the world to come yes. out here to CSE Philadelphia Comedy. It's the home of comedy, sports, Philadelphia. Uh, always a great crowd. We actually stayed for the Blue Show after the show last week. Now, oh, Joe, you, you say, had to leave. Yeah, well, yes. But Luigi and his girlfriend and Robin and I stayed for the Blue Show, the which time? they do once a month mm -hmm. at uh, 1030. They usually do it at midnight, right? What time do they do it? No, no, no. They, they do it on the last Friday of the month. Yeah, but because uh, the last Friday of the month is New Year's and last right. Friday so is Christmas, so they moved it to the Wednesday, which was right after our show last week. And it was a fun show. Great improv. Good. Comedy sports every Friday. Every Saturday night, they do two shows here, right, right in this theater here. It's the longest-running comedy show in Philadelphia. They've Besides been here 23, the yeah. other than the Eagles. Exactly, yeah. right. Well, that's Chip only had three years. They've yeah, had 23 years here. Right, right. The Sixers run about five years. So. Exactly. And how about the fact that the the most tenured coach now in Philadelphia yes, sports Brett Brown. is Brett Brown, exactly. who just got renewed. It's all these years of dominance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right up there. We're going to talk to John Gonzalez, who's going to join us, and, of course, uh, his wife, which people don't know. We're supposed to release this. Is this breaking news? Is it common knowledge? But it's still amazing how many people don't know. People don't know that. I, people uh, did not know when Robin and I were in L L.A. doing the night show, into the night show, people didn't know that Robin and I were living together. But we kept it under wraps pretty yes, well. Yes, we did. And people were like, wow, you know. And then when I moved to and Philadelphia, TMZ got a hold of it. Then when, when I moved to Philadelphia and Robin came with me, mm -hmm. they're like, well, Robin, what are you doing in Philadelphia? Right. They had no idea right. that we were together for <laughs> seven years now. So, and I think I think Gonzo and his wife Colleen keep it a secret too. Yeah, I, it was pretty hidden. I mean, it's better for me than her. But Gonzo will join us, and of course, Colleen works at the NFL Network out in my old neighborhood. 
right there a couple of blocks. I mean, I used to drive by. There's a mosque right next door to the NFL Network, Not right? Not more there, is it? Yes, there is. No, it's still oh, there. it's still there? Okay. It's still there. Just want to make sure. It is. It's a huge mosque right really? next to the NFL, head, uh, NFL Network headquarters. In, in L.A.? In, in, uh, oh, in L.A. I thought yeah, in L.A. The one out here. No, my, oh, favorite, no, no. my favorite was the little church right on Washington that was the Church of Sound or something. The Agonkar oh, no. Church something or another. I don't is know where that is. Is it still there? There's like, it's, it's the, like the sound is God or something. What? Yeah. Like all, it's something very strange. And I, this is where I, when I went, priest. I looked it up and I thought, you know what? Tony needs to start a church. <laughs> That's, that was when I, and because. Yeah. Jim Jones? No, I'm not going there. Yeah, no. we'll get the painkillers. If music, if sound can be. When I'm completely broken a couple of years, then I'll, uh, then then I'll, start, then I'll start soliciting exactly, that. Right. No, you Go need to. You give up all your possessions. You need to do it while you're making money because it's a tax write-off. Hello? You no, go. you do when you're broke. Then people feel sorry for right. you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. I've got lists, and I, I come always prepared for the podcast. So I'm going to give you a lot of the. Uh, I hate lists. But I've got coaching failures in the NFL, and everybody knows, you know, everybody talks about Chip Kelly's record, 26 and 21. How do you fire a guy with, you know, with a winning record after three years? And you look back at the class of 2013, there were eight coaches hired that year. The only guys who remain are Bruce Arians, Andy Reid, Gus Bradley, who was renewed, even though his team is 12 and 35 over the last three years. But the owner there gave him one more year yeah. because it looks like they're making progress. Yeah. So rather than run Gus Bradley out of there, they're keeping him. And Mike McCoy's status is unknown, and so is their team in San Diego. Yeah. So you got We're Mike McCoy... Gus Bradley, Andy Reid, and Bruce Arians still employed. Chip is gone. And obviously the other guys were Mark Tressman, who was only one year in Chicago. Actually, two years. He was 13 and 19. So he was 8 and 8, 5 and 11, fired. Then Chud, Rob Chudzinski. Remember him in Cleveland? One year, he went 4 and 12, and he was fired. Right. And then Doug Marone, who was, went to the Buffalo Bills, went 6 and 10. In his second season, he went 9 and 7 mm-hmm. and still was going to beat. But he resigned. Yeah, he he opted out of his contract. Mm-hmm. Even though his team was doing yeah, better, improved. he yeah. got out of there, and now he's in the coordinator somewhere. Yeah. Chud right? was a really bad slasher movie. Chud? Yes. C-H-U-D. Yeah, that was about the creatures that would come. What was the actual? It meant something. Uh, it something meant, uh, yeah, it was... Underground. Um, uh, let's see. Can what you look it, up Chud right now? I'm looking it up okay. right now. But Rob Chudzinski goes 4-12. and 12. In Cleveland, we talk about how bad things are here. Oh, Cle- I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland is the yeah. absolute worst. Yeah. And I feel bad for those people. Remember yeah. when we had Tammy Pascatelli on from Cleveland, the right. comedian? Right. And she's... You know, she, she admits Cleveland yeah, yeah. probably, as far as football cities, because mm-hmm. things are bad in Philly, but Cleveland right now. It's perennially bad there. It, it is. It's unbelievable. It doesn't matter who Horrendous. the coach is, who the quarterback uh, is. They hit the reset every button. Sport, and every sport, too. Exactly. We're experienced a little bit now, but they've, it's been like that for years there. Luigi Cardo's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give yeah. him the man on the God mic up in the booth there. Church of Sound. By the way, Chud stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dweller. Oh, exactly. Nice. I saw a couple of them out there. <laughs> Not Larry, though. Larry, no, no, no. No. Larry's Larry, a bar brown. Larry, Larry brought some uh, beer tonight. We have one bottle of my... This is my, one of the few bottles of Dick Vermeer wine that I still have in my cellar on the right. 16th floor of Dockside. Nice. I have the highest wine cellar in Philadelphia. Yes. But it's the Cobb Franc from 2005 which is a, a library selection wine. This and is when we had spin. Dick on, we were telling him that we yes. had this. I have, I've had this bottle since like 07. Nice. So we're going to pour it tonight. Beautiful. But we only have a limited amount, though. Right. I, I, one thing I wish I could do when I open a church is uh-huh. turn wine and water into wine. Water into wine. If well, I could, could do that, then I wouldn't do the podcast anymore. You know? two, and then two if you more could do that, you. Yeah. you wouldn't be broke. <laughs> exactly right. 
But we'll have some of this tonight. We have the uh, painkillers outside. Yes. We've got the wheel. We've got the box. What's in the box? The cash is going in there. Anybody wants to put money in? Mm. You win your money. That's right. Right? So you're going to chance. You have a chance to win. But we have win. a secret. We really hope nobody wins tonight. Because no, we don't want to do that, Robin. I'm just saying. Because we, we've had too many people win. Yes. Yeah, the goal of this thing was it's nobody's going to win every week, right? You're going to spin a wheel. Right. There's 16 slots on the wheel. What's the likelihood of sub? So we thought, okay, a couple weeks, the jackpot, the, the cash will build up. It'll be That's... three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in there. Right. And then somebody <laughs> will finally win it, right? That's realistic. So we went a couple weeks and somebody won, right. and it was like 150 bucks in. Uh-huh. Then the next week we do it again, the guy spins and wins, and it, it was like again. 80, 60, $70 in there. Right. And then last week we did, everybody puts money in, and one person didn't have to spin. Right. No we just what, gave it away at the right. end of the night right. with a lucky ticket. So. And that was like right. $150. Yeah. So, too, yeah. And depending on uh, what happens tonight. It's got to get like Powerball. It's like 300 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. We and wanted then, to, yeah. We, so we want you to lose, I'm sorry right. to say. No, no, we don't, Robin. These people are going to leave now. No, we have fantastic other prizes. There are other prizes There's that are really great. Prizes, yes. Plus, yeah. plus <laughs> we actually we do have fantastic participation yeah. prizes tonight. Yes. Um, for We're closing out the old year, and we still have a couple of uh, Tony Bruno shirts, beautiful shirts. So beautiful. Every, beautiful if, if you want one. You can fight over the ones that we have left. <laughs> okay. And we're going to give all of our guests get one of the Tony Bruno long sleeve boot beautiful shirts tonight. Nice. So Colleen and Gonzo will be saying she can wear it back to the NFL network. No, yeah, you each get a shirt. You each get a shirt. You each get a shirt. You don't have to share. Right. Although we, share have, we have an extra, extra, extra large that would fit both of you. <laughs> so we'll talk uh, with Gonzo and they're going to join us here in just a moment. But let me set up the rest of the show. Our buddy Nathaniel Dotson is back, the yes. man who shoots all of our great videos. From he, was, he, had a, he had a scratched eye last week, right? I know. Scratched corny. Which is not good for a videographer or photographer, no. so we were very happy that he is okay. Now, I've had that happen where you, you scratch your eye and it, you don't think it hurts, and then later it hurts even more and it stings. Do you ever do that where you scratch your eyeball? Is that what happened, Nathaniel? So was it, was, was it the... What happened? Oh, yes. And it was it was a um, you know like the the construction paper that oh. kids build stuff out of. His little nephew was doing something completely. I mean, it wasn't on purpose or anything like that, but it just accidentally hit him right across the oh. paper cut. A paper cut in the a eye. A paper oh, cut so- in oh, the man. eye. Can it be any worse than that? A paper cut on your finger is bad. Oh. Right. Paper cut in the eye. Brutal. So you're back to now. You can see me bl- blurry like you normally do. Last That's week good. we had like 82 contraptions uh, all over the place filming the. Uh, we are so glad he's back. The show. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Barbara Walters. I actually yeah. have the I have Vaseline on these lenses so right. I can get that soft glow. Yeah, exactly. You know that that that. <laughs> isn't that what Barbara Walters used to do, right? To get the soft the, I think the so. glow I'm not filter. Sure. She used Vaseline for something. I don't know what. The... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Caitlyn Jenner interview. Well, that was. Well, yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah, oh. I mean, that's just I, I don't oh. know that to be a fact, but. <laughs> <laughs> and our great friend Natalie Eganoff is back here tonight wearing a vintage Gimbal's beautiful New Year's Eve top. I love it. Gimbal's. Yeah, it's a shiny silver yeah. top. Now, Natalie, now, can you grab the mic there for a second? Because that's a beautiful blouse. So you came in, it's a silvery, shiny it is. blouse. It's festive. And I, you said, I got this at Gimbal's. And I'm like, Gimbal's has been closed since like the 70s. <laughs> she picked up the bolt on so, the way here. So. Gimbal's closed in 78, and I acquired this in 2014. So, so, so you went out. to a vintage store, I right? went to a vintage store, and I found it for five bucks. Wow, yeah. Yeah. 
good for you. Yeah, it is good for her. <laughs> and so, you still have the, and it still says the gimbal's label in it, right? Well, I have a photo of the tag. It was it was old and scratchy. So, so it you was took the there tag was a price out? tag. The, the price, price tag, tag was still yeah. on. Wow. Five bucks. What was the you original price that. of that That's back like in the seventies? Item. I I threw it out. <gasps> you didn't look at the original actual retail price in nineteen seventy eight. Inflation, so you know. Uh, I think I'll I'll look and see if it's in my. You phone. should have kept I, the gimbals. That was that's a probably collector's item by now. Yeah, you yeah. can sell it for ten bucks next year after you use it for New Year's Eve. <laughs> I, the first time I wore it though, I spilled wine on it, so I feel like it's already. You yeah. spilled wine on it already? On my on my gimbal shirt, yeah. The first time I wore it, I washed it. It's fine now. Oh, you can wash that? I did. Well, you know, that doesn't look like a wash and wear shirt. It's all, I guess, shiny, sparkly, silvery thing. I did. Yeah. It's, it's still It looks intact. like silver lame or whatever. They didn't wash whatever. it back in the 70s. No, exactly. <laughs> We're going to lip rub Robin actually ironed my shirt today with double ah, starch. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and the reason he mentions this is because I don't She iron. doesn't iron. I don't. Ah, We're like right. running late. And I'm like, Robin, right, I need a iron. shirt. Should I wear my tuck shirt? It you was know, an I epic, did the pimp thing epic. last week. Exactly. The now pimp like, Santa. Now you got the sophisticated yeah. look. Exactly. I'll be waiting tables across the way there if you want to be on later on for late seating. (laughs) In the meantime, let's bring up our first guest tonight. Yes. They're an actual couple. They're married. Nobody knows this, but this is an exclusive tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Are they hooked up? They're going to get hooked up. I'll just have to plug in. That's all. Actually, you guys are going to switch places with Joe. Tony would prefer to sit next to you than this version of California Dreaming. Now, who did this, uh, Luigi? I think it's Saya. Is it yeah, Sia Saya. Saya. I think Sia or Saya. Saya. Depends on where you Saya get it. Or Sia. Sia is what they Sia. did Chip Kelly. Yeah, that's a Sia. different one. That's what Jeffrey Lurie said. Doing his best John Sterling home run call. Yeah, I think he said other Sia. things than that. Anyway, it's a great song. Are they turned on? I'll turn the mic on. What? You gotta over there. You don't need the IFP. Just everybody's on. Oh, well, you just need to unplug from the outside. Yeah. Robin, we can't afford like totally wireless. This isn't the NFL Network or Comcast Sportsnet. Here. All right, Joe, just drop the wire. Just drop the mic and move over. Here we go. Exactly. What is that? It's very high. Seen the budget for my show. No, but you guys have wireless. Put both wireless. You don't aren't hardwired like we are. I like it. Yeah. Can we hear now? Can we hear? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you, you, she used to be here in Philly at Fox 29. Right. And now she's on the NFL Network in L.A., actually on Culver Boulevard. Actually, that's uh, Washington Boulevard. Yeah. Up there in Culver City, California, right next to Santa Monica and Marina Del Rey and Venice Beach and all those places where I used to live. And John Gonzalez, you see him on CSN Philly. They're married. They're having a long-distance <laughs> relationship. How long have you guys been married, first of all? Oh, Over man. four years. Yep. Four years? Yeah. No. Over four years. My wife never knows. It's I don't amazing. know. I don't know our anniversary. I don't. There's a lot of things. Now, when you guys got We're married. In love. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got married, did you get married before you moved to California? Or yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so uh-huh. you got married here, and then when you got the job at the end, how long ago was that? I was going to let her go to California without getting locked in that den. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So we bought a house, and then like three months later, I moved yeah. to L.A. <laughs> That's wow. True. Yeah. That's true. I moved to L.A. My marriage ended when I moved to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> That's what usually happens, and hopefully it doesn't happen. So how often does Gon- Gonzo doesn't get out there very oh, much? there. Huh? We came back together. Yeah, but how often have you been there over the last couple of years? Like, I would say over the... Well, so she's been there a little over a year, and I would say either she comes home or I go out for about a week every month. So oh, well, that's cool. That's the way to do it. Once a month, it's perfect. Yeah, about See, I used to come back... Yes. I used to come back every other week, 
and then my wife never would come to L.A., and really? my kids never went to L.A., so I was the one always going back and forth, and, I, and, and listen, I wanted to do it because I wanted to see my kids, but after a while, I'm like, hey, I come back, you guys can come out here, I have a house, I'm a couple <laughs> blocks from the beach, it's not like you're going to, to, to Green Bay, Wisconsin in right. February, which is a nice place, but not in February, so yeah. I was like, I would always invite my family, and then nobody would ever come out. Is that unbelievable? That. There's palm trees. There's I know. Baldy used ready. to come to my house and do a show from my house in my studio. I believe that. They have this thing called the sun there. It's amazing. It's the it's sun awesome. in January. I'd ride my bike so on the, nice. on the uh, I, I was telling I was telling Colleen before the show that literally where I lived on right off Abbott Kenny Boulevard in Washington, which is the line of demarcation. One side is Marina Del Rey. Mm -hmm. The other side is where Venice Beach starts. It's not the hippie part of Venice Beach. That's down the street more, down the road. Right. But we'd ride you. you Hit your garage door opener, you drive out with your bike, you go right down to the nice. corner, make a right, and you're on Washington, and you go four blocks, and you're on the beach. And that's where the bike path starts, in the Venice Beach bike path. If you've ever been there, it weaves in and out. It gets close to the boardwalk where all the freaks are in Venice <laughs> Beach. And then you go all the way past underneath the Santa Monica Pier, and you keep going all the way to Pacific Palisades. Robin and I used to do that. We used to yep. do a 20-mile bike ride every day between what? shows. That's when we were yeah. in shape. Yeah, no. we were curse they... on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, call, I call BS on You can say, Seriously, you can say every BS. day? You're yeah. Every day we would do that. Because that we, had, that far. we had the fantastic schedule, because... Tony would get up. He would do the 97.5 hit. Yeah. And then... And that was yeah. 9 to noon. Yeah, that was right. 9 Pacific to noon. time. Oh, that is great. And then at noon, I'd say, all right, let's get on the bikes. That's we'd go out, do 20 time. miles, 10 miles yeah. one way, 10 miles the other way. And then we'd get ready and then get ready for the afternoon show, the night show, Into the Night, which we would do either go drive up to uh, Sherman Oaks, which is where the Fox Studios uh -huh. were, or we would do it from the home because I had a studio. I built a studio in my own house so we could do our show from the home. You guys were so productive. I know. And then we moved back here for yeah. some stupid reason. Wow. <laughs> we moved back, moved back here, and I immediately gained like 15, 20 pounds. Tony's... I'm gaining weight now. It's what happens I'm when you losing it, it again, though. He's finally... I like it better here. No, I, I love it here. This I, is my home. Listen, I'm not knocking Philly. My family's all here. My kids are here. And so I love it here. I don't like that they don't decorate out there. They don't decorate for Christmas. I know. I've been talking about it for days. I think it's unbelievable. There's no lights. Nobody's festive. Which I like, but the sun. And it's Well, you can go visit. Like you go to the beach. You know, it's beautiful. Here's the thing about California, because I was never a California girl either. I actually love the East Coast way more. And I didn't know because. Growing up in the Netherlands, and then I moved to California. That's all I knew. I only knew the West Coast. And then moving here, I was like, oh, I'm home. Right. Because people are real people here. They they talk to you normally. It's not all Well, they yell at you normally, too. They're not well, just talking. That's, that's, that. that. that's just you. <laughs> but, no, but, but then, you know, like... like Two hours, you're in New York. Two hours, you're on a plane and you're in yeah. Florida. Two hours, you're in the freaking Bahamas. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can do that. In, L in, in L.A., it's eight hours to go anywhere. People didn't really, I think, understand, like, my... Everybody said that I was really negative when, negative. <laughs> when I got to L.A. And I was like, no, what do you mean? This is... You're from Philly. Uh, yeah, that's how, it's not your negative. It's not positive your, today. Okay. You're not loud. So, you're not negative. You're from Philadelphia. I have to tell do. you. I have to tell you. It was so funny. When I first met Tony... I thought the same. I'm like, why is he always angry? I don't understand. Why is it? And, and I couldn't figure it out until he and I started dating um, after many months of us being together on the show. And I went back to Philly with him. And I met his family. I went, oh, it's time. <laughs> 
No, that's not Italian. That's a that's a clown thing. That was like Italian song. That was thing. That has nothing to do with loud Italian. I think that they should make T-shirts for people from Philly that says. I'm not angry. I'm from Philly. I think they make those shirts. Yes. They replace the Chip Kelly shirt. By the way, someone tonight right here in the Comedy Sports Theater will be taking home the very last, my personal, in Chip We Trust t-shirt. I even ironed it today because it was like in a closet. I I ironed that shirt. After Robin ironed my thing, I said, I got to get I got to find my Nick Foles. I had a Nick Foles t-shirt and I had an in Chip We Trust t-shirt. So I couldn't find the Nick Foles one. But I found the chip. Somebody's going to take I that home as a collect. You want to win that? Yeah. You want that? You want to collect that? I will wear that at work. Will I you will really? wear it on Sunday? Will you wear it on on the yeah. NFL Network on Sunday on morning? On Sunday. It, it comes wow. with a in hinky. We believe beer cozy. <laughs> <laughs> So you love, I mean, the NFL Network is great. I mean, I, 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 I know most of the people who work there because I pretty much have worked with everybody on the East and West Coast. So a lot of the guys at the NFL Network worked at Fox when I was there. Then they went over to the NFL Network. Then a lot of them went back to Fox. Siciliano. Wasn't Siciliano Andrew Siciliano, yeah. yeah. Andrew and I were the co-hosts of the morning the show. The morning in LA. extravaganza. Yeah. For I, four I years, yeah. Listening to you and him popping on, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he's. And then Andrew's him. done well. Andrew's on. Uh, he's on the original Red Zone on DirecTV. Uh-huh. And he's still on that. He's been on that since the beginning. And then you see him on NFL Network a lot. Yep. And Jamie Dukes and all those guys. Jamie and Chris Dukes. Rose, those are all buddies. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a great place. It's I mean, it, and nobody would expect the NFL Network to be where it is. It's I mean, like you're driving out, it's on. Like out of nowhere. Yeah, you're driving on Culver City, going toward the Culver Studios, where, you know, where, uh, what's the big Culver, the big Culver Studios that are there? Um, Sony's there. Sony's there, yeah. You know, the movie studio, Sony. So you just keep driving up from the beach, you just keep going west toward the mountains and all of a sudden there's the nfl network right next to a gigantic mosque yeah it's next door to a mosque you know you've seen it right john we were just there i did her show you went to the mosque uh, oh really (laughs) we did the show at the mosque yeah she does a show on sunday it's like with like 12 people it's all day long and there's like 17,000 people on it, but yes. it's super fun. And so he came on on Sunday. So, and you, so you have to see the show because it's pretty amazing. So they have a bunch of people on the show, but the two two of the constants are two players, Ike Taylor and MJD. Uh, and Maurice Jones-Drew, of course. Uh-huh. Maurice Jones-Drew. And so like during the show, it's not unlike this. It's not dissimilar in that like there are people consuming things, not alcohol, but they love... Well, <laughs> not, it was, it's not a BYOB really show? To, well, they eat throughout the show, right? right. So like I, in like hour four, five, a couple of weeks ago, after they had eaten and like watched a bunch of TV... Ike Taylor pulled a blanket up over himself on TV and started to go to sleep. And I'm like, dude, you're on camera right now. <laughs> just, you went to bed. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's an amazing job. You just have pizza I know, it's like this show. Right. Yeah. Except we only do two hours once a week. I don't think anybody's ever fallen asleep, though. The thing about doing stuff from the West Coast is people don't realize how early those shows are. Yeah. Oh I mean, you're God. on at like 4 a.m. out there. Well, I never understood why they have they have a morning show that's based there. So right. they're getting there at like midnight. But I mean, the fact that the games come on at 10 a.m. Oh my! That God. was the best part yeah. of living in so LA. Great. I can actually watch the fourth quarter of a Sunday night and Monday night football. Yeah, we were just watching the Monday night game the other night, and she goes. It's 11.30. This is BS. I want to go to bed. It was crazy. I looked at my phone, and I was like, all right, it's 5.30. 
the game should be on right now. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean it's not coming on for hours? And the ritual, that's why people don't, in, in L.A. don't watch NFL football for the moment, unless you're from somewhere else. Right. Because you get up. I used to get up at 9 because I was, I was getting up at 3 every morning when I was doing mornings there because I would go on at 5 a.m. Pacific, which was 8 a.m. here, 8 to noon, and I was on 5 to 9 there. Oh, wow. So when you get, up, you get up at 3, you start your day. Then I was doing the best damn sports show at noon. So my day would start at 3 a.m. and not end till 8 p.m. That's awesome. So I would go right to sleep, get back up, and do it all over again day after day. But I was younger, and that's why I stayed in shape, and I was, I was happy to be out there. But the NFL Network stuff... I mean, it's insane how, how early those people get up and, and, and have always, to be on TV. I always feel like I'm behind on everything, too. Like, I wake up and so much news and so many things have already happened that I can never catch up, ever. But you wake up at 9, you make the coffee, you don't watch any of the pregame shows, with all due respect to the right. NFL Network. Right. And you get and the game start at 10. Yeah, and you stumble it. out of Love bed, it. you read the paper, you turn on the TV, and then, boom, the game starts. The one o'clock games, and then and the, the weather's so nice, games. you don't want to stay inside. So yeah, you're and then the by four the o'clock, day, by, right. by four o'clock in the afternoon, you're, you're done. Good. If you don't want to watch a Sunday night game, you go out. Right. Yeah, it's nice. And you can even like make dinner <laughs> and watch here. another show yeah. after the night. Exactly. Game. Right. Right. Now we're getting everybody yeah. pissed off Christmas and depressed, like and I'm really upset about this, man. We're all moving to LA. Everybody in the studio, look underneath your seats. We all are buying you a brand new home in Venice Beach for being here tonight. It's one of Oprah's favorite things, and we're going to do it here tonight. I would give you all my home, except I had to sell it on a short sale. Right, exactly. Five years later, though, I finally got that knocked off my credit, because that knocked your credit. Because when I, when I really? took the job to move back to Philly, we had to sell a house in a month. So I put it up, and of course, you know, and, and that's expensive real estate there. I mean, my house in L.A., I don't even want to tell you what I paid for it, but here it would be like a $300,000 house. It's there was crazy. over a million dollars. Everything's expensive out there. Super Everything. Yeah. Everything is. Well, Except and then John it, Gonzalez. And He's cheap out there. Here. Tony, Tony, of course, bought at the top of the market. And, and then I sold it when everything was crashing. But uh, it, it didn't crash as bad as it crashed in other places. Right. But anyway, that's not a big deal. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> it was a big deal. Because I had, I, my credit was like in the 900s. Oh, and, my credit, and then you, when, you, when you do a short sale, it's worse than a foreclosure. At least I didn't get foreclosed. So right. it's not a sore subject at all? No, no, not at all. Well, losing my house, I didn't lose my house. I moved back to Philadelphia. Yeah. Or I would have still been in that house, trust me. I feel like this I is bet. one of the first stories you told me when I met you when we worked at the radio station. Together. Exactly. Like, you got, I got to tell you about my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you if, you, if you had seen that house, well, I'll give you my address, so and I want you to drive by okay. my house when you're out there next. All right. It's right near the uh, Marina Del Rey Marriott. Uh, no, I don't have the keys, uh, no. But you know who my next-door neighbor was? Who? Dr. Linda Lee. You know who Dr. Linda Lee is? From Dr. 90210. She was one of the Dr. 90210 plastic surgeons. Shut up. Yeah. And she's tiny. She's like this big. And her husbands are this anesthesiologists. I love 90210. I want to go there now. <laughs> no, and, Do you so, think she still lives there? Oh, yeah. This is like, you know, the, you get the map to the stars? Yes. Like the stars household? You just gave us one. No, she still lives yeah. there because I'm friends with her on Facebook. She was going to, like, do the, my whole mommy makeover yeah, we're gonna go there. as part of a, like, because she was, it was like a new anesthetic, and the anesthesia company was going to pay for certain people so that she could experiment, and she said, "Trust me, it's not really an experiment. Great it's really safe." And had two beautiful and I was like, kids. "Yes, sign me up!" And then we moved. Doctor Linda, I didn't even realize it until I see like trucks with camera crews in front of the next door neighbor's house. Right. I'm like, "What the hell's going on next door?" Because I've met her. Be in front of your house, but I don't watch any of those reality shows. I never watched Doctor Nine Hundred Two One All or Basketball right. Wise or any of those shows. Wrong house. Exactly. So I see all these camera you know trucks. I see trucks with camera crews getting out. I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" Right. So then finally, my, one of my other neighbors comes over and says, "Oh yeah, they're shooting an episode of Doctor Nine Hundred Two One O." 
didn't you know your next door neighbors, one of the doctors on doc? I said, no. That's and then Linda and I were friends, but I never asked what she did. And she didn't ask what I did. It's what happens in LA. You don't know. Yeah, and no. then she finally knew who I was and I knew who she was. And then it was like, hey. So I'd have her come into the hot tub. And then when I was away, she could use my hot tub. Right. And stuff. No, her husband was her anesthesiologist, right. great friends. None of that stuff out What there. was your biggest uh, celebrity encounter in L.A.? Because we ran into John Goodman at the, and it at was the car wash, crazy. and it was amazing. Did you start doing big Lebowski jokes and stuff? Yeah. I just stared at him. It was totally normal. I just I was gawking at him. Had... No, that's the cool thing. Like, you go into a restaurant, and that's when they were married. I went to a restaurant on, on Pacific Coast Highway. I think it's closed now. And the next table was the couple. What's her name? Uh, it was in... Um, the blonde chick who's been married, uh, she was married to... Uh, that she was, narrows it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, that really it's narrows it down, Tony. Yeah, Jennifer yeah, Aniston? I'll think of it. No, 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 no. They we, were, they we were married Jen and they split up. Funny. She was in uh, a million movies. No, not Renee Zellweger. I'll think of it in you a second. You need to narrow it down. Say something about the blonde chick. What was that? The blonde movie. The, 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 the movie was Legally Blonde. Oh, Legally Blonde. Oh. Witherspoon. Re- Renee Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon was married to, what's his face at the Ryan. time? Ryan Felipe. Ryan Felipe. Yes. They were sitting at the table next to me. I didn't even know it was Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Felipe. <laughs> right. And they were sitting with their agent, and I'm having dinner with a friend. What's the matter, Adam? There was like a hair. I was. I don't know how there's cat me. hair on these mics. We don't even take them home anymore. <laughs> or hair at all. Everything has cat hair on it from our house. <laughs> anyway, so that's what happens. You're in a restaurant. You don't even realize there's celebrities next to you because nobody pays attention in L.A. Like I didn't when I didn't remember Reese Witherspoon and yeah. Ryan Philippe. They've I mean, been broken up for a while now, though, right? I think, I think so, yeah. yeah. Hey, Tone, I got some breaking news from up here. We have breaking news? Uh, yeah. Natalie here was in a movie with, uh, with Miss Witherspoon. No. Yes. Oh, which movie? one? Where's the breaking news sounder? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Not American Psycho, come on. Not Legally Blonde 2. Or... No, it was uh, How Do You Know? It filmed here in 2009. How Do You Know? Yeah. My How pop- Do You Know What? Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was actually like the biggest were. box office flop of that year. Really? Star-studded <laughs> cast. Oh, I got that goal. Jack Nicholson, Paul Rudd, uh, Owen Wilson. I worked with him and Paul Rudd, too. And what that I- bombed? It bombed. Oh, it was too. so bad. It, and, and it wasn't uh, even an M. Night Shyamalan Malan movie. No, it was, um, it, it was James L. Brooks, who, I mean, again, it sounds all great, but it was awful. Wow. What were you in the movie? I was a rich baseball player's wife at Lobster Dinner Party. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> can, you, can you Netflix that movie and chill? Um, I bet you it's not even on Netflix. I have no never heard of this movie. Are you kidding me? How can yeah. that not be on Netflix? It's, I'm telling you, it was the biggest box office flop of two. Owen Wilson was in it. So this is it. this is the premise of the movie. After being cut from the USA softball team and feeling a bit past her prime, Lisa finds herself evaluating her life and in the middle of a love triangle as a corporate guy in crisis competes with her current baseball playing beau. This sounds like cinema. Does that now sound fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> no, How those did are that much fail? better. Plots are much better. I mean, the, the set was beautiful. They treated us wonderfully, but um, and they shot it all in Philly. Uh, they shot most of it in Philly. Yeah, we filmed on Drexel's campus in one of those warehouses. They converted the entire thing. Wow. Yeah. No way. And you can't yeah. even rent this like at Blockbuster or uh, well, West Coast Video anymore. If you anymore? find a Blockbuster to rent it at, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I wanted Maybe. to see if you were paying attention. Oh. You know, there are still blockbuster score stores in other no countries. Way. Yeah, I saw, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody posted a picture of a blockbuster, I think in Germany somewhere. 
They still have video rental stores Wayne, in some European countries. Owner of the uh, Marlins, huh? Oh my God, that's so sad. And they still, I still have the "Be Kind" rewind sign in my house. <laughs> Remember that? When you had to rewind the, D, the VHS tapes. That's from excitement video, though. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so true. John, good. So, so Gonzo, you're obviously a big Sixer guy. We're talking about Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. and now you got the Sam Hick. Ish Smith. Ish Run Smith. Back. They yes. brought, and they almost the won two in a row. So here's my question as a guy who doesn't get any of this. Why did they let him go last year when he played the last 25 games, and he did pretty well, and then go into a new season accumulating more assets and then have to give up two, num- two number two draft picks to bring him back here after it took them 30 games to realize that the guys that were playing point guard couldn't play point guard. It's, it, it makes no sense whatsoever, right? And they let him go, and they could have just kept him. But the Sixers are, are really not doing well, and they're, they're dysfunctional. We know that. But Worse than the Eagles? Th- that's what I was going to say. No, they, they actually are worse than the Sixers. The Sixers think yeah. that the, the Eagles are dysfunctional. That was crazy what happened last night. We were at Colleen's uh, dad's holiday party. And the whole party shut down. Everybody was talking about and like everybody it, was talking it about Chicago. Stopped Chappelle everybody. In their oh yeah, I thought you meant they shut down because you were there. That's and they it. Went, we all got out. They were like, ah. Yeah, God it. They said, I told you never to bring him back in this house. I've seen holiday parties shut down, you know, family feuds and stuff. By the way, you know, family feud is going to be filming filming in Philly. Did you see that? Get out of here. They're actually looking. They're doing a search for families. Really? To, to audition. I know. Yeah. Tony's family needs to do this. You have to be like. Yeah, you have to be blood relatives. Yes. Okay. Uh, so you so have to. Get a well, do they, what, no, they you have to. to I, they, I don't know. They, they don't actually specifically to. say that you cannot be. Uh, you have to be related by marriage or by blood. Oh, my family would do it, but nobody talks to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is it. Let me, so this is really sweet of Tony. So I said, so Tony's family wants to do it. His right. nieces, they were like, oh my they gosh, we did it. they all stuff. do it. So they want to do it. And I said, oh yeah. And they're like, oh, Robin, yes. I mean, it would be fantastic. Tony turns to me and goes, oh, you can't be in it. You're not related. Uh, You're not. That's uh, what the rules the are. Yeah. There's only one way to get related. You got a better chance of Sixers winning two in a row than that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So his family all says, but we want you on. Tony's like, no, sorry. Sorry, no, you're not related. As somebody uh, once said about marriage, ain't nobody got time for that. Not in this house. But you guys are happily married. So how do you, so, so what's the plan here now? Because there's no way you can be married a long time and have this 3,000-mile relationship going on. Yeah, what do you think the answer is? We're trying to figure that out. Somebody's got to move. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to move. Do you like Christmas lights? <laughs> <laughs> Come back. It's, uh, that's, uh, you know, we've got the house here yeah. and the Christmas lights right. and the dogs. A lot of the dogs are here. But there's no NFL. Now, there's NFL films NFL over in Mount Network. Laurel. Yeah. Right. But they don't do anything live there. They just shoot a lot of tape shows. Right. And they do, uh, they, they do actually. A lot of countdowns. A lot of top yeah. tens. Top yeah. tens, yeah. which top I've been on. You've been there. on those. Right. You like doing those top ten shows? They're, you know what? They're fun. Those guys have always been good to me. Yeah. You I go love in there that. for like an hour. They throw you a bunch of questions. You prattle into the camera. You it's sit nice. in a little room with like a bookcase, which is not really a real room with a bookcase. Right, right. Yeah, it's a big bookcase. And then no like, matter how many TV shows I do for Comcast Sports, and it's been great working there. 
invariably somebody in like a bar being in a bar in Florida and be like oh I saw you on top 10 yeah mm-hmm. everybody at work like everybody's like wait a minute you're married to the top 10 guy <laughs> yeah but how yeah. many people to this That's day him. still don't know you guys are married well now everybody no, does well, well of course, of course. okay I no, have but to... I'm saying in Philly alone obviously your family and friends know I but... have to say so, well, so we're live we're live on Mixler it's a live stream and um, there's also a chat room associated with it and people go crazy in there but yeah. it's so funny even after the conversation that we had somebody goes who's who's the other woman that's there and then somebody goes i don't know do you think they're married (laughs) (laughs) it's colleen wolf you can follow her on twitter at colleen wolf nfl Uh two l's two e's and an e on the end of wolf nfl and gonzo csn at john gonzalez at gonzo's g-o-n-z-o-c-s-n do you follow me on twitter you follow me colleen i'm just checking you're verified I am verified. I'm verified. That was yeah. a big struggle, and then you got it. You yeah. needed that. Because Robin and I marched on Twitter headquarters yeah. in San Francisco. That's how it happened. <laughs> we, we did that bit a couple of weeks ago. There? That's a true story. We actually walked to the Twitter headquarters right. in San Francisco. And I'm so bummed it was before Periscope, because we could have totally Periscoped that. I know. That would have been, been fun. That would have been cool. Going yeah. to that building Adam, on Market Street. What was that Street. process like to get? You I mean, can't get in the building. And if you do get in the building, there's guards. Windows outside. Yeah. And, and they don't have the whole building, no. so they're on certain Security. floors. I think it's more like there's really nobody there that works. I think it's all robots. Because they, because they, they wouldn't let you go up to the floor. They wouldn't, there was nobody to talk to. And everybody would go into the elevator, and then they just disappear. And you go to the guards' desk, and they say, and it's a gigantic guards' desk, who are you here to see? I said, Twitter. Mr. Twitter, <laughs> the Burr, who's in charge? You have, in to, you have to have an appointment to speak. You're just not going to go into Twitter and talk to somebody. I said, why not? You know who I am? I pulled one of those things. That's what I, I said, I need out. to be verified. And then the this security started. Yes. yes. This is amazing. No. Oh, no. And then, and so then we were there, and Tony was like ready to give up. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not giving up. We've come all the way down here. So then I'm like watching people get off the elevator, and I'm looking at their badges to see who has a Twitter badge. Right. And then I was going to... And like, they said, you need a stinking badge to get in this building. <laughs> so then I accosted people outside. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, do you know who Tony Bruno is? <laughs> we made a bit out of it. We were actually trying yeah. to do a bit. We were, it we wasn't were... like, seriously, I was doing the you-know-me routine. But so finally, the, like the, the, the third or fourth person that I asked with a Twitter badge, most of them were like getting ready to call security. But then the fourth person said, yes, Tony Bruno, oh my gosh, they were so excited. And then they were like, okay, I can't really talk to you right now, but here's my email address. Email me. And that's how we got oh, Tony to exactly. yes. You have to know people. Well, you have yes. to force your way in. You can't be, you have to be like you Chip Kelly. Right. You have to Tony. demand stuff. Well, we found out. And then out... a year later, you get fired after right. you demand stuff <laughs> and you don't do anything with it. But we found out what exactly, well, what went wrong. Because I was the one that sent in the Twitter verification. And I, at the time, he was employed by 97.5. And I found out that the Twitter verification process had changed, that because he was on local radio, that did not qualify him. It was his, you either had to be on national radio, part of a large corporation that would send in your Twitter request as a group, or you had to be on TV. Because it was originally based on followers. Yeah. If you had a certain number of followers, you were verified. And then they made it more difficult because everybody wants to And then as soon as I changed, I'm like, well, no, he's not just on 97.5. I put that fact that he was on ESPN and all that. Then they went, oh, yeah, of course. Say hello to my lips. Exactly right. (laughs) Then I went in there with a chainsaw in the bathroom, and I took care of the rest of those guys. Speaking of ESPN, what's Olbermann doing these days? He's just sitting at home, chilling and Netflixing. Yeah. Collecting money. No, he tweets me every once in a while. I'll I'll, I'll put an absurd tweet out. Like the other day, I was in ShopRite, 
And you know, whenever I'm waiting in line to check out, the supermarket tabloids are there. Do you know the one I'm down on? Uh, um, yeah, the only one that's on down Target? there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the one at Snyder Avenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're going to move to uh, to where the Pathmark was in Oregon. I'm sure people listening to this all over the world yeah. 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 know exactly what you're talking about. Right supermarket talk. That newsstand in Broad Oregon. That's where everybody's at. Yeah, it's closed. Yeah, yeah. That's where that ShopRite's going to move over to that big path mark. It's a bigger, much bigger. The store. only way they would get excited is if you started talking about like extreme. So anyway, coupons. I'm in the supermarket line, and then there are all the, the Globe and National Enquirer, which are now more legitimate news sources than real legitimate news sources. Sure they are. So they always have preposterous front pages on there. So one was Caitlyn Jenner changes her mind, wants to be a man, he wants to be Bruce again. So I took a picture of that because I'm waiting in a long line. And then the next one was. President Obama has uh, terrorists working in the White House or something preposterous like that. I take a picture and I tweet it. I said, wow, this is where I get all my news in the supermarket <laughs> checkout. And the one about President Obama having terrorists working in the White House, Keith writes, it's true. He's actually believed that kind of stuff since 1981, since I've known him since 1981. So that's the kind of stuff Keith responds to. Just nice. any kind of ridiculous tweet just, I'll put out there. What's and, he going to do now? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to get back into the political Politics. arena. Probably uh, in a couple of months, that once the, sense. you know, once uh, Hillary Clinton is coronated and they get rid of uh, Martin O'Malley he and the other guy. On MSNBC. No, he was. I, I, I used to go on with him all the time. I love that show. I used to go on in L.A. when he was in New York. He would call and I would go over and sit in a little room in front of a camera and, and do those segments with him. the Countdown Show. I thought was the best news show on Fantastic. television yeah, at the really time. Great. The top ten news stories. He broke them down. Everything had a really well prepared, produced segments, and yeah. then they went. To, you know, then they became more left. And Keith was really good at that. And then there's the right channel, and so that's what, it, that's what it's become on the cable channels. It's all about having an agenda. And that's fine. And Keith is obviously one of the, I'm, I'm trying to get Keith to come in here and do an hour. That would be awesome. To get him yeah. in Philly and sit on the pod. He'll do it. That would be fantastic. I just have to get a car for I him. Like you, you I'll get him Uber Do I get him Uber or what do yeah, I get him to come Uber down here? All the way down? Yeah. Which no, one? No, because as long as... Uber Black? Uber Black. Yeah, you want Uber Black. Because they've and got he the has town to, cars and stuff, right? And he has to be able to bring the dogs. He's got to be able to bring his yeah. two dogs. How many dogs? Two? His two we little dogs. We just brought ours. Could we bring dogs here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that would have been great. You could bring booze here. You don't think we're allow animals? <laughs> Christmas lights, whatever you want. We're all here. <laughs> and they're booze hounds. They love there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you guys have a painkiller out there? Oh, I did, delicious. yeah. I had two. Uh, he had two. Aren't those good? They're really good. I learned the recipe in, the, in Joost van Dijk, which is one of the British Virgin Islands, and it's a place that invented them, and it's, it's, it's called the Soggy Dollar Bar, and it's world famous. Everybody who's anybody who's ever been there Always goes there. You, you get on a boat, and then you dock. You anchor. There's no docks. There's you just anchor, and then you jump off the boat with a $20 bill in your wallet. Now you can take a credit card. And the original bit was you swim up, and it's just a little shack on this beach. And you swim up with a wet $20 bill, and you hand it to the bartender, and it's a big bar, and it's just gallons of this juice mix with rum in it, and then fresh nutmeg. They grind yeah. it. And they, they grind, grind it on so top. They pour the so drink, good. And it's got three different rums in it, juices, and then they pour the drink, and then they get fresh nutmeg and grate it right oh on top. God. And the reason it was called oh. the soggy dollar is that you would give them the money, and, and then they, they would, would hang, hang it up, hang on, it up clothes on clothespins. Line. They would hang up the soggy dollar oh, on a clothesline so cool. and then give you change. But now when you walk in with a 20, you only get a couple drinks, <laughs> and you tell them to keep the change, you filthy animal. But they still put the right. 20s up there. And now people bring in credit cards, and it's a great place. It's the most beautiful place And that's the where world. they invented Seriously. this drink. So I got the recipe, and the guy who owns the soggy dollar, you want to talk about a crazy story. So I was talking about it on the radio that I went to the soggy dollar bar. Somebody in Philly who knows the owner contacts the owner, and then he sends me a letter thanking me for talking and sends me the recipe and no uh, yeah all this stuff so i got the recipe and now i make it at home well, and he's What's... from where is he from again he's like from he's the from owner the philadelphia area yeah. the guy who bought the soggy dollar bar. it's definitely the best painkiller i've ever had 
It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's close to authentic. I cannot give the, uh, I cannot the release park, the recipe. Macro, it's like, it's yeah. juices. It's orange juice. It's pineapple juice. It's, uh, it's, you could put mango in there. It's like the Krabby Patty formula. Just and then you have, <laughs> and then you have three different types of rum. You have, you can use spice rum, or Captain Morgan, mm -hmm. but you got to have coconut rum. It doesn't have to be Malibu. It could be any kind of coconut rum, okay. and then usually a third rum, a light rum. It's a lot so of you rum. put the three so rums like in. A black Rum where you but you notice when you drink it, it doesn't taste like a rum. It, you don't taste al alcohol. No. No. So you have three or four of those, you know, and then you're swimming in the bee, you're in the octopus with the octopi and everything, and it's a lot of fun. And then do you have to captain the ship? No, I don't captain. I just I get a captain. I just go out and I just float around and snorkel all day. <laughs> now that's one of my. Th Robin and I love it. It's our favorite vacation. We just go down there, and get on this uh, 44 foot sailboat. Wow. A lagoon flat boat, big sailboat, just go around from it's island to island. It's the best. You know, like when you go on vacation, you normally you're doing all this stuff, and then you have to rest up from your vacation. By the time you have to go back to work, you're exhausted because yeah. you did some. This is the first vacation I've ever been on where I truly felt relaxed. Like well, because you're not doing anything, it's swimming and drinking and eating all day. That's the best. And then you wake up and you go to the and the islands are all closed, so you can see them. So it's not like a three day trip to the next island. It's like, you know, 20 miles away, and you can see it. And then you pull up to the next island, you anchor, you go out, you walk around, you get some drinks, you come back, you get back on the ship, the food's waiting that for you, so you nice. snorkel. It's, it's an unbelievable vacation. So we're going to have to go. You've got to do it. You're, you're like anti-cruise, though. This but is this isn't cruise. really a cruise. This is, this is like no, no, eight people on a little... It's eight people on a sailboat. But it's a wide... It's a catamaran. It's more so it's not, it's not a single yeah. hole. Oh, good. Three, three hours out. Three hours out. No, that was a three-year tour. That was Chip Kelly's boat. Yeah, exactly. wonderful. I don't know if you... Can you see this? Yeah. The water is This is what it looks like. As long as it doesn't say Minnesota Vikings on the side, you can Bay. And then the boat one doesn't of the say chipwrecked on the side either. <laughs> so you're good. And, and it's not a three-hour tour. It's right. One of those Seven boats days. that you can see, the small one, that's one, one of those well, People listening to this on, the, on Mixler and on the podcast. Well, on, uh, you can check iTunes. it out, Soggy Dollar Bar. You can just look it up on Google, and you'll be able to see it on the YouTube video yeah. later. They have a live camera there. So if you really want to be depressed, like when it starts getting cold here I don't finally. Really want to be depressed. They have a lot. In fact, there's a Venice Beach cam, too. Everybody has a live cam. And what I used to do when I lived in I would go to the cam on like a really cold day in Philly, uh -huh. and go sit, I'd get on my bike and go there, and then I would, and I would go and, and get on the phone before Twitter, and I'd say, I'd call my relatives, hey, turn on the Venice Beach camera. And, they, and I would wave at them while it was like four feet of snow here, I'd be sitting there with shorts and a tank top waving at the Venice Beach camera. And he's wonder, he wonders why he's divorced. Yeah. <laughs> but that was before Twitter, that would have been even better if Twitter yeah. were around. Yeah. Because I could tell 60,000 people, hey, turn on the cam and watch me uh, flip the bird to you here while it's 75 degrees in January. They have tender for that now. Sure. What's that day, what? They have tender for that now. It tender does yeah, that, yeah, exactly. exactly. So what else is going on now? So when are you going back to L.A.? I'm flying back on Saturday. Yeah. So you're going to miss the big Pat Shermer and, uh, I know. and well, Billy Davis coaching the Eagles to a victory that will cost them a, chip, a trip to uh, London next year to play the Rams, right? They put Pat Shermer in charge. I can't Pat Shermer that. can't believe that they put Pat Shermer in charge. <laughs> My, one of the things that we talk about all the time in the press box is, so obviously Pat didn't have a lot going on at work. No. Like he, They had him doing his own deal, right? Chip Kelly handled it. In the press box uh, where they have the press buffet and whatever, We'll all be hanging out about a half an hour before every game. You'll see Pat Shermer just wander through and like start having snacks. And I'm like, dude, do you have a game in like 30 minutes? <laughs> I would love if he strolled through the press box. They said, no, that's okay. We're going to go three and out. We're going to go three and out on the opening drive anyway. We don't worry about it. But don't you, though? So now, obviously, there's some 
tweets going after the whole release that Chip was and then some players, tweets the Twitter blew up. No, but from the players, the players were talking about like some of them said that they didn't know, they just found out. None but of them some, knew because nobody of, called anybody. But there was after meeting. But there was a lot. Of, there was there was this impression that several of the players were either relieved or they didn't really they weren't sad to see him go, and so now people have. Who was it? There was I think it was. Um, um, Sarah Baker. Reese Witherspoon? No, Sarah, uh, uh, Sarah Baker <laughs> See, actually that was said... couldn't remember Reese Witherspoon. Robin couldn't remember. That was a... Sarah Baker was saying that, and I kind of agree with her, that this would be a great way for the players to really step up and go, you know what, we're going to win this game and we're going to show that we didn't... That there's a good reason why we didn't want it. You buy that? I don't know. You lose, though, right? Yeah, because if you lose, no, I mean, so, I mean, it like, depends I, how know, much you like, want to go oh, to London next really year. Go try and stuff. Oh. Yeah. This is the Sixers <laughs> formula. Eh, Trying's overrated. You should lose this game because it's going to happen. What happens I think if it's you've true. never been to London and you're a key player and you, and say, hey, you get to go to London? Yeah, yeah. It's true. I think <laughs> it depends on how happy the players are that Chip is gone. If they're really excited that he's gone, they're going to play harder now than. I don't. You know what they're going to worry. You know what they're excited about. That about four o'clock Sunday afternoon, they get a couple of months off and get away yeah. from this. Yeah. They'll get to go to the British Virgin Islands and they'll be on the Saga Dollar Bar they're when it's finally cold here. They get a lot of painkillers. Yeah, but I mean, like neither team has anything to play for at this. Exactly. Point. How about the Giants? How about the Sunday night game? We thought the Eagles game Saturday night. Oh. You see Sunday the Giants? The Giants. And the Vikings killed Oh, it was a slaughter. I mean, Eli Manning threw like 15 interceptions in this game. You want to talk about a guy who was lost? Seriously, I mean, they flat out quit the Giants well, in that Coughlin, game. Yeah, Coughlin's out. I don't know if Coughlin's out. And now, no, I have a list. I think he stayed in the organization. I don't think he's going to be I want to play a little game here because we like to play games. I love games. Now, we talk about Chip Kelly, a failed college coach, right? I have the list of the failed college coaches. Obviously, we know the successful one. Jimmy Johnson, obviously. And then Pete Carroll, to his credit, got a couple, should have had two Super Bowls, has one, should have won last year. But, you know, you talk about everybody thinks Chip was a ter- you know, terrible. I think he's going to get another pro job. Is there any doubt about that? In fact, I think he'll have a job by next week. Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, Miami. I want to see that happen. Miami, because you've got a quarterback who can move around down there in Tannehill. Yep. Cleveland. Cleveland's a possibility, but does anybody really want that job? Cleveland, no. Again, it's, there's only 32 jobs out there in the NFL. Poor Cleveland. Like, now everybody's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> they got Brom Brom back there. All right. Yeah, now, well, you know, does, do they keep Manziel if they hire Chip Kelly and say, hey, Chip could straighten this guy? Not off the field. Nobody can straighten him out. Did you see this? Yes. Yeah, but he's that was at home. He, he was can't straight. get we, more than a week he's without partying in his own Wait a minute. We have a guy here tonight who's got four loco and commemorating. Yes. Were you, Where's that were can you, of four loco? Were you with Johnny Manziel drinking four loco? I thought they stopped making that. No, I thought it was illegal. He was holding the phone. Or is it? Or they're making it in, only in Mexico or something. Oh, he got it in the bodega. It's outdated as hell, man. I mean, no, they sell it on the Temple campus. <laughs> now I thought they. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. They stopped I think selling it because it has taurine in it, right? Chlorine? No, taurine. Oh, Not taurine green, the former Michigan State player. Remember him? He was good. Tony, have you had it? No, it was well, like no, too high so of caffeine and sugar and. Yeah. Uh, so they, re, they, they remake it, reformulate it's not the original it, yeah. formula. It's Sterno it with a splash out, of cranberry. It's yeah. all this. When it first came out, Brace came over to my house. <laughs> oh my God. And we had a taste test with me and our buddies. 
Four loco. We had one, and at the time, you're like, these are delicious. And then you wake up in the morning, you're like, that was horrible. No, and we had them in our John in was our like hoarding for, them. We had them for a long time. Keeping them in the fridge, so like we couldn't even actually put groceries on the top shelf. You never know. Four loco, really? There was four loco there. Does okay. it taste the same without all the added? Uh, Let me tell you. Drugs. Would you like to know what's in it? We have an update. Let's go yes. to our Four loco desk yeah. and a formulation update from our chemist, Miss Robin. Four loco. Oh, wow. <laughs> Excuse you. Thank you. Four loco is a line of alcoholic beverages sold by Fusion Projects out of Chicago, Illinois, and they have four. Uh, they operate as four brewing company. The original, um, the original uh, <laughs> composition. It's, it's sold Slack as a malt know, liquor, and it was it had four main ingredients: alcohol, caffeine, taurine, and guarana. See, taurine was the ingredient, right? Taurine was the stuff that was like the real hardcore stuff. Well, I think it was the combination of all of it because taurine is still in some of the other sports drinks. I think. I don't think Didn't so. They, like eat through plastic or something? Didn't they do? Isn't that? I don't know, know what they you know, did. No, people were having like there was there was people that were having more than one of these. Per day, and they would they would they would have several, but they were having heart attacks. They Why do you think it was called Four Loco? No, but I'm like there's several people that had heart attacks out of it. Uh, let's see. In 2010, following the hospitalization of 17 students and six visitors at Ramapo College of New Jersey, what? they banned the possession and consumption of Four Loco on its campus, and as a result. Um, they ended up like there's a there's actually a long list of different things that happened to major people all over the place. So the the attorney general um, started saying, "Hey, I think there's a problem with it." I can't believe a college kid drank too much for love. Really? I know. Amazing. I'm old school. I still drink Sterno when it's available. You know, what I mean, you can, that's what the bums used to drink when I was a kid. Seriously, the because anything with alcohol, I call them bums. I don't mean real homeless people. I'm talking about the people who choose to be bums. Right. No offense. There's a difference. There's some stuff, but there's a difference. There's a difference between. There's a difference between legitimately homeless people who I feel sorry for and, and then bums. A bum. a bum is someone who who could do things and chooses not to. Lousy and bum. They usually go together. Yeah, bum and, a bum and homeless are not the same. No. Right. You got to differentiate this stuff, John. About a homeless bum. I appreciate that. No, there's um, no homeless. Uh, one hangs out at Wawa, the other one doesn't. Exactly. Right. <laughs> now, I have a question because I do not care for these drinks at all. But but isn't Red Bull? I got to open my dick for me. Isn't Red Bull and vodka? Isn't that the whole premise between Red Bull? I mean, Red Bull has caffeine and taurine and all that. No, there's crap. no taurine. It's just caffeine. Yeah. No, there's no Red... taurine in Red Bull. I I believe you are wrong. I don't know. You check it now while I open the bottle of wine here. Yeah, what is that? I think it's bull semen, isn't it? Yeah, I think isn't it is something bull semen. From, no, I'm serious. I think. What? I want to say that taurine is is a derivative of bull semen. See? Taurine's in there. Maybe it's the amount of taurine. No, no. No, no, no. I'm good. You talk about talk about what clueless. I remember I was I was in L. A. and the Lakers were there was a big press conference for the Lakers, and they invited everybody to Staples Center in the chip in the um, in the press box, which was named of course after Chick Hearn. The former great announcer. So I go oh, in there. I don't know. I broke the cork in half. I didn't go deep enough. I didn't go. Uh, I hate it when that happens. That's just a waiter's outfit. I don't know okay. why that cork didn't come all the way out. So anyway, I'm in the press box, and then there's you know people always giving away stuff. So they're giving away this stuff in the press box to all the media people called Red Bull, and I'm like. Red Bull. So I, I take a sip of it. Say, oh, this is horrible. I said, this stuff will never work. This stuff sucks. I don't even want it for free. I threw the can away. I said, I don't want any of this crap. This stuff will never work. 
that was that was like, was like ten yeah. years ago. <laughs> exactly. And now <laughs> people mainline it now. This is a taurine. Taurine is named after the Latin taurus, um, which means bull or ox. Get any on you? And it was first isolated from ox bile, so it's not the semen. It was the bile. The bile of the bull. The bile of the bull. You got to be loco just to drink that stuff, man. Um, but now they they get it from just regular old bile. It doesn't have to right. be. Oh, good. Any bile will do. Any, right. any bile will do. Exactly. They don't discriminate. Any like bile that. will do you. Right. I like it. I got to pour this now. I got to get the cork out of it, though. Now, you guys would like <laughs> to have some Dick Vermeil wine? Absolutely. I, I brought the Dick Vermeil because, obviously, the Eagles, when you look in their history, you know, in the last 30, last 40 years... They haven't done Dick. Three, six... Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine. A roaring round of applause wow. if I can find it in this stupid God. machine. Give yourself a roaring round of applause, Luigi, for that, man. Can we please get the old 360 back? It gives me time to pour. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me test this now, because this is... See how nice and thick that is? That's a Cobb Franc, which is Cabernet and, uh, and French grapes. Ooh, that's very strong. I like it. Let's see what it says. It's dynamic, complex, vibrant, like and stylish. <laughs> Just like this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> All words that describe this wine and Dick Vermeil, renowned for his success as a and Dick Vermeil, yeah. Exactly. I need I need some NFL films music in the background, yeah, right? How could yeah. wine be stylish? It's very stylish. You will find out in just You're a out minute. Wow. Come on. And let, let me just continue now. <laughs> renowned for his success as a Super Bowl and Rose Bowl winning football coach. Dick Vermeil is one of a few sports personalities <laughs> who has transcended his impact on the field. By having touched even more lives off the field. Yeah, I need the NFL Films music. I don't have that in here. Nice. How do you not travel with NFL Films music, Colleen? I know. I'm trying to do a little bit of it. No, I don't have that in here. I don't have NFL Films in there. I know that. I got CBS basketball music, though. There you go. I think that's going to work here. It's close enough. No. Anyway, this is the Cal Frank. This is the library selection, 2005, from Napa Valley. And Dick Vermeil, we've had him on the show, and I've known Dick since he came to Philly in '77. Dick Vermeil was into wine before anybody was even, before you could even buy wine other than big jugs in the state stores here in Pennsylvania. So I remember he used to be on, I had a show with Stan Walters back in the, in the Dick Vermeil era, the offensive lineman. I did a show called in, On the Line with Stan Walters. And he brought Dick, he would bring in Jaworski and Dick Vermeil and all these big guests every week on this stupid little radio show that I did. And then I knew Dick Vermeil was in the wine, so I went out and found him six bottles of wine and gave that to him as a gift as, for being on the show. And from that moment on, I knew Dick Vermeil was really a wine connoisseur, and he has his own wines, and he really Did knows his stuff. Did you get him stuff. good wine? Oh, I got him good. I got him the best stuff I could find. I didn't you know, get him like we gallon had, of We gallon had Dick hole. on the show uh, a couple of months ago, and he could have talked entire two hours just about wine. We almost did, basically. <laughs> yeah, he did. Actually. Yeah. If I'd known about this, we would have brought Colleen's dad. My he dad makes, makes wine, wine in the basement. No, no. where? Yeah. 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 He does in, in Horsham. And he's not even That's Italian, wild. right? Ultra. I don't think so. He, he doesn't really know. <laughs> they have basements in Horsham. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and houses. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. They have air and everything. Do you want to dollars out there? <laughs> Is that out near? Yeah. Does he live out near? He's got a bunch uh, of bums running yeah. around. What's the place we like? Brennan <laughs> Danes. Have you been to Brennan Danes out there? Okay, why don't we let. I went to high school with Brennan. Yeah. Let Natalie pour. Natalie, you want to pour? Let me pour. Yeah. Natalie's got the pour. I have the waiter staying on, but. Yes. <laughs> now, who wants to try some of the? Try some of this. You guys want to try some red wine? Sure. I know you're Joe. You're a well, big well, red I'll wine wait guy. Until, uh, Thanks. Here, I can. And then. Uh, in our classy plastic. All right, thank you. What we're going to do here while we're drinking our wine and everybody's yeah. drinking their four loco and 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 Joe's drinking his Red Bull. Thank you, 
and lemon Wawa lemonade, allegedly. Uh, we're going to take our top-of-the-hour break. We're going to come back. We'll do a five-minute break. Everybody can go to the bathroom, stretch their legs. We'll come back and do the second hour. We'll hang out. we got Colleen Wolf from the NFL Network, John Gonzalez, Joe Corrado, and the crowd's all here, Luigi and Natalie and everybody. And then we're going to pull and play What's in the Box, too, later on. Wow. It's the Tony Bruno Show podcast. We'll be back in five minutes. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates. At the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates. At the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last.